Hey, this is Dan from the Braille House with Transformation Radio.
It's March 13th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our text today will come from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. As we begin looking into the book of Luke, let's uh, give an overview of what we're going to find here. Luke, of course, is referred to as Dr. Luke because he was, after all, a physician. He was a doctor, probably a Greek, the companion of Paul on some of his journeys. He wrote the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, both of which are records of journeys, Christ's journey to Jerusalem and Paul's journey to Rome. Dr. Luke wrote with the Greeks in mind and presented Jesus Christ as the perfect Son of Man, the compassionate Savior. He mentions women, children, and the poor often in his gospel, and joy and rejoicing are repeated many times. There's also an emphasis on prayer and on God's love for the whole world. Luke addressed both books to Theophilus. His name literally means lover of God. He was a Roman believer, possibly an official, who needed grounding in the faith. Well, Luke's approach is simple. He records our Lord's birth and early life, His baptism and temptation, His ministry in Galilee, His ministry en route to Jerusalem, and His final week of ministry in Jerusalem. As we read the Gospel of Luke, we'll come to love the compassionate Son of Man who cares for those in need and wants His message of salvation to be taken to the whole world. In chapter 1, We'll read about serving. His disappointment at not having a son did not keep Zacharias from serving the Lord. Be faithful. You never know when God's angel may arrive. Zacharias had the faith to keep on praying. But when the answer came, he did not have the faith to accept it. He looked at his limitations rather than God's great power. Unbelief produces silence. Faith opens your mouth in praise to God. And with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. March 13th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. Most Honorable Theophilus, many people have written accounts about the events that took place among us. They used as their source material the reports circulating among us from the early disciples and other eyewitnesses of what God has done in fulfillment of His promises. Having carefully investigated all these accounts from the beginning, I have decided to write a careful summary for you, to reassure you of the truth of all you were taught. It all begins with a Jewish priest, Zechariah, who lived when Herod was king of Judea, Zechariah was a member of the priestly order of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and now they were both very old. One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary and burn incense in the Lord's presence. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. Zechariah was in the sanctuary when an angel of the Lord appeared, standing to the right of the incense altar. 
Zechariah was overwhelmed with fear. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for God has heard your prayer, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice with you at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or hard liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will persuade many Israelites to turn to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah, the prophet of old. He will precede the coming of the Lord, preparing the people for his arrival. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will change disobedient minds to accept godly wisdom. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. And now, since you didn't believe what I said, you won't be able to speak until the child is born, for my words will certainly come true at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures that he must have seen a vision in the temple sanctuary. He stayed at the temple until his term of service was over, and then he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children.
just wanna retire with savings. Oh, you the safest with the world loving you. Or had enough of you? Who's in more danger? The persecuted or the comfortable? Give us a crown. You can hold on to them thorns. I don't want them having more. Nobody will suffer no more. Only say things that will end with applause. Don't look for no one except for the Lord. No mas. You were too good to be throwing your cross. I'm at the cross. Do what you want. And take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Top, uh, become the servant of all When you the servant of all No competitions involved Cause who was knocking you off There's no one left to fall uh, Progressing with the flow That's a little one As I'm assured I'm sure you're missing these little puns I'm assured Yeah, the settlement is finna come still shining If I'm jacked for every nickel, sir Cause no way I'ma die slow No way I'ma die slow Won't break, I will not fold Cancel my tour, not my soul I go blindfold In and out of time zones I'm in my zone Put it up on your iPhone Leaving your mind blown Looking for his arrival I can see him riding down All on the white horse Looking like OJ in the Bronco uh, And I'm learning when I've flown Flights make my respect the strong uh, The higher that I go with grace Everything below is smaller I must do it this well He holds my airways I breathe with a heavy flow Forevermore Yes, I'm willing to name Like I'm singing in the exit row I gotta make an exit though What would they remember though? Hope I was born hopping with metaphors Metaphors standing in truth And I was summer strong Bring it They can throw violence I'm in the back grinning like Joe Biden He rules the ocean beside him To be frank, no ocean I won't dive in Psalm 56, verses 1 through 13. David prayed this prayer while he was in danger in enemy country. After God delivered him, he wrote Psalm 34 as an expression of praise. When you're in the midst of trouble, remember these truths about God that you're about to hear about as we read. Number one, God sees where you are. David should not have been in Gath to begin with. But the Lord was gracious to go with him and help him. God understands your situation far better than you do. We'll also find out that God knows how you feel. He not only knows your tears, but he records them and retains them. Why? So that one day he may transform them into gems of joy and glory. You know, no tears are ever wasted when you follow the Lord. 
We'll also learn that God hears when you call. Terrors and tears must be handled with trust. But be sure your motive is not just deliverance. He delivers us that we might delight in Him and serve Him. The highest purpose of prayer is the glory of God. Psalm chapter 56, verses 1 through 13. For the choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time the Philistines seized him in Gath, to be sung to the tune, Dove on Distant Oaks. O God, have mercy on me. The enemy troops press in on me. My foes attack me all day long. My slanderers hound me constantly, and many are boldly attacking me. But when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. O God, I praise your word. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? They are always twisting what I say. They spend their days plotting ways to harm me. They come together to spy on me, watching my every step, eager to kill me. Don't let them get away with their wickedness. In your anger, O God, throw them to the ground. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. On the very day I call to you for help, my enemies will retreat. This I know. God is on my side. O oh God, I praise your word. Yes, Lord, I praise your word. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 8 God rescues the godly from danger, but He lets the wicked fall into trouble.
Thank you. 